Hi everyone, forgive the poor sound quality. This is just Mel recording a quick message to let you know that I screwed up. I didn't get the editing done real quick. So this episode you're about to listen to was actually recorded about a week before it's coming out. Um, and that's my bad. I acknowledge that it's happened before around the holidays and this week was just busy again. So um, things might be a little out of date, but discussion is still fun. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Into the Multivoice, BDG's official news and discussion podcast. I'm Mel. I have gone into the West. Who else are you? I'm Greg. I have not been keeping up on modern games, unfortunately. Uh, I've been playing a bunch of indie games recently. And I am Liam. And you know what? There are too many games coming out right now, period. Okay, is, yes. <laughs> is February usually a big month for games? Because I don't uh, feel like it's... No. Hold on, hold on. I said this I said this the other day in one of my friend's Twitch channels, and I'm going to word it the exact same way. February is when the games industry ejaculates all of its post-holiday uh, stress over the games industry. Yeah. Please do not freeze it like that ever again. I will continue to phrase it like that um, because it's exactly how I see it. We get nothing in January, and then all of a sudden we get this massive load of games in February and March. Not well, a good know. enough reason to use the word load. Not Just a good like enough reason to use the word. Is where Not a good enough it. reason to use the word ejaculate, but it's in the podcast, so. <laughs> I, I think used the. It. Uh, I think the COVID had a little bit to do with it, too, because a lot of things got dumped from the holiday season, and the quickest thing they could do is get it out in February. So we're seeing a lot of that, too. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because usually I feel like we start seeing more things around March. Yeah, for the summer. Right. And then, of course, you have the yearly summer drought, and then you hit the... um, August, September... Listen, the Mel, August September beginning of holiday season. Mel, I don't know why you're so surprised. We've been preparing for this since December. For February we have been preparing and March to have a bunch of games. We have been preparing for this in the editor's channel since since December. <laughs> I don't know why you're we surprised. We have been. But like I'm still caught off guard. <laughs> I'm caught off guard by how many game releases we got that actually like <laughs> I don't want to use the phrase matter, but, like, are bigger titles. Right. Want the attention. Yeah. Okay, so, like, Pokemon and Horizon coming out, like, two weeks apart. When I look at that on a, um, on, like, a calendar or on a spreadsheet, that is very different than when I am experiencing it. (laughs) Don't forget that Dying (laughs) Light 2 decided it needed to release in between them. Also that. <laughs> All right. oh, we have so a lot we to do. cover. We have a lot to we cover. We have a lot to cover. So let's get into it. Um, I haven't gone first in a while, so I'll go first. Uh, I I have been playing for review. Uh, it's still under embargo as we're talking, but by the time this episode goes out, it'll be safe. Um, I've been playing the Never Alone Collection for Switch. Are either of you familiar with that game? Nope. I, I am familiar with it. 
I played it back <laughs> when it came out. Yeah, I played it. The reason I took it is because I played it back in 2015 um, when I got it for free on my PlayStation Plus, whatever. And like special memories because that's like the first PlayStation Plus game I ever got or whatever. But also, it's quite good. It's very cute. It's um, it is a like co-op platformer, but you can play it by yourself by just pressing a button to switch between characters, kind of a game. And it's all about a little um, uh, Inuit mm. girl who she uh, is trying to figure out, like, where the heck all the weird blizzards uh, assaulting her village and, like, all sorts of other stuff that's gone wrong is coming from. And she's aided along the way by a little cute Arctic fox. And it's just fucking adorable. And it's like a puzzle platformer thing i uh, do remember this yeah 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 it's, yeah, it's, it's super cute it's really it's, it's like sweet. a really down-to-earth sweet game it's not super long if i remember no the the main game i want to say you can get in like four you can do the entire main story in four hours or less yeah it's not um, super long. and this comes with the dlc that which i have not yet finished but from what i understand is only about 90 minutes long um so it's it's pretty short and it's an easy one to just do and get out of the way. And playing it with someone is a very different experience than playing it on your own. Because when you're playing it on your own, it's constantly flip-flapping back and forth between the characters. Whereas um, when you play it with someone else, that's, you know, the co-op experience. Um, but what's really interesting to me is that it was clearly made... It's one of the first games I ever played that it was like, wow, they really, really went in on the whole, like, understanding the culture with this. Um, because the further you get into the game, the more you unlock little mini documentaries about the culture that inspired it. And so there's all sorts of little videos about, like, here's the significance of Grimshaw art or Arctic foxes and all this stuff. And it just absolutely fascinating just looking at the website a it's a it looks like it's available on pretty much every platform mm -hmm. including phones and then they, they had 12 alaskan natives to help with the cultural representation in the game that's huge mm -hmm. yeah it, it is and like i don't know that much about that culture i just don't it's not one that i have personally encountered enough to get a super deep understanding but my impression of this is that it was all done insanely respectfully so that's amazing great i, lo I love learning new things <laughs> <laughs> we know you really love the humongous entertainment games i do <laughs> mel loves learning <laughs> new things and basic puzzle solving edutainment edutainment Yes. Yes. All right. Liam, you want to hit us up with this Star Wars stuff? Oh, absolutely. Um, I have been a fan of Star Wars, The Old Republic, since it launched. I was a subscriber back in the day and bought the digital deluxe, and of course, then it faded into obscurity like most MMOs. However, it's one of those that I keep coming back to. And recently, as in last week, a new free DLC has dropped for a 10-year-old MMO. 
It is called The Legacy of the Sith, and not only does it add a new level cap up to 80 onto the end of the game, it has completely changed the face of this MMO. Um, I'm trying to make this quick, but like you used to choose your class um, based on uh, kind of tropes in the Star Wars universe. Um, for instance, a smuggler would use two blasters, and he had two choices of an advanced career. Um, but because oh, he was a smuggler, he would. There's a certain storyline that goes along with that, and you get your companions based on that storyline. Okay. So what they've done is they've they've broken all that out. They still they still delineate between the good guys and the bad guys. They still delineate between force users and non-force users. But other than that, at this point, you can be a smuggler who uses and the smuggler. The choice of the smuggler is now called storyline. So you okay. choose which storyline you want to, and that includes which which uh, companions and so forth you get. But then the power set that you choose is now completely wide open. If you want a smuggler that uses the commando's flak cannon, go for it. And wow. it has, com yeah, it's completely changed the face of this thing. You can now be a Jedi Knight, which gets your your little old school uh, steampunk R two D two. But you're actually using the wizard or assassin classes as a Jedi Knight. So it's really like opened this whole thing up to I don't like playing a Jedi Knight because I don't do melee. You don't have to anymore. Nice. That yeah. uh, reminds me of uh, when Final Fantasy fourteen. unfortunately, they got more restrictive when they launched. You could like mix and match similar classes exactly so yeah. like i was able to take some offensive spells from one of the other mage classes and put them on my white mage character and they have unfortunately got more restrictive with that and then i'm thinking yeah. uh, and then another game that came to mind when you were talking about how it completely overhauled everything was when warframe did that a couple months back a couple years back yeah, absolutely. And they it's... overhauled the entire movement and combat system in one fell swoop because of a glitch pe the community liked. Uh, they liked yeah. it so much they literally overhauled the entire combat system officially to revolve around better movement. Yes, and that that's a similar kind of thing. They they looked at the community feedback and they made some changes, and like I say, it's it's really changed. This is a 10-year-old game, and I still say if you're a Star Wars fan, if you're a Bioware fan, it's worth playing, and it's absolutely free to play. You can subscribe, and there are some ben benefits to subscribing. However, if you really want to be a free-to-play player, you can do that, and you can go from level 1 to level 80 without dropping a dime. Nice. Yeah. So... It, Check it out. It's out there. It's free. And they just had a new expansion. And hey, for the first time in at least five years, the starting areas are crowded again. A miracle. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what an MMO needs to do, though. Otherwise, they yeah, just absolutely. die off. So, like... Yeah. I'm glad they're keeping this one fresh. I really am. It's a great game. Well, okay, not great game. Let's let's bring the hyperbole down. It's a really good game. It's a solid game. <laughs> All Another right. Another great game out there is yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been waiting years. Um, Horizon Forbidden West dropped, 
and I'm losing Yay. my mind. It's so fucking good. So good. Go for it. Um. So what I find interesting is that they have kept the story stuff exceptionally vague in the trailers. Like, you've gotten the impression that, like, there's weird plant and there's storms, but that's about all the trailers gave away until the story trailer, which ended with a shot of a character that you would have no context to understand unless you were a lore monkey that was reading every little bit of the, like, logs and stuff in the game, right? And had been actively engaging in the speculation of, like, this one thing may not appear to be what we think it is, and, uh... But the, and even more interesting to me is when they showed off, um, they had that PlayStation Direct that was to show off the uh, game for like, I want to say like 20 minutes or something like that a while back. And they showed a mission in that, and that mission is just straight up not in the game. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, the whole (laughs) mission where like you go to the beach to grab Aaron after he gets grabbed, and you have to fight a... um, elephant it's just straight up not in the game at all um as far as i can tell it could be like some really weird off their side quest but i am very deep into the story and nothing is headed in that direction as far as i can see um but it's it's interesting i had my own theories about what was going to happen in the second game because i i was the lore monkey and uh they went in the one direction that I knew they could go, but I didn't want them to go. <laughs> if that oh, makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, like, um, there's a reveal about a third of the way into the game, which I won't get into too deep here, because spoilers. Um, that is, like, the one thing that I kind of hoped they wouldn't do. Because I was like, this is going to take the series in a completely different direction than the first game was. It felt like it was heading. Um, and it did. It, it They did do what I wasn't sure they were going to do. And I was like, okay, well, I already love the world and these characters, so I'm willing to roll with this. And then as things went on, they have just convinced me more and more like, okay, okay, I can roll with this. I like this. So um, if you're someone who gets to that point and are like, wow, this is a real jump the shark moment just keep going they will it it it, like the the how to phrase this without like giving shit away um it feels if if you get to that point and you're like wow this isn't what i wanted expected from horizon at all this game this game with robot dinosaurs has gotten way too sci-fi because of this um (laughs) Just keep going. It like it it justifies itself. It makes a lot of sense. It is not like overdone, overplayed. Um, they actually go some really interesting directions with a couple of the characters. I like it. <laughs> I I love the fact that they gave her a kind of a companion in the at least the first part of the game, um, because it it kept it from feeling so lonely. Right. Yeah. Um. You're talking about the opening section with Varl, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't gotten much past that. Yeah, the um I if, uh if you like that, you're going to like the rest of the game a lot more because I have done I am I want to say I'm about 
like 70% of the way probably through the main story from what I've been able to tell. Um, And they give her one or two companions for a lot more of the main missions and for quite a few of the side side quests as well. Um, Yeah, it it, it does make it feel a lot lonely. And I especially like that they gave her Varl in that opening section because her teaching him how to use the focus was a great way to re-tutorialize to the player without quite feeling like you were being talked down to if you had played the first game recently, you know? Yeah, he, uh, was, a, he was a wonderful, yeah, like you say, a reintroduction to what was going on. Yeah, and Varl's just such a sweetheart. I love him dearly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, can I climb giant robot giraffes? Yes, the, the tall oh, yeah. necks are still there. <laughs> okay. The oh, tall yeah. necks are still in the game. I have done, um, I, I think I've done all but one of them, if I remember correctly. And the one I haven't done, I was, like, fighting with it for, uh, like, a solid half hour. Like, how the fuck do I get on this thing? Because there's nothing tall to jump onto it from. And I can't, and the game will not let me climb its legs. And the grappling hook isn't helping me. What the hell am I supposed to do? And I was like, okay, fine and i caved and i looked it up and it was like you can't do this until you get this ability that comes like right before the final battle and i was like great i'm not going to explore this entire section of the map until i can uncover it because i don't like going to uncharted territory um now i'm a little anxious for that one that just seems like a weird design choice it it is a very weird design choice and i'm not sure why it was like, I could understand it if you did that for, like... So the map is, um... It's fairly horizontal this time. Um, and I could understand if you did that for the one that was, like, on the far opposite end of the map where you were meant to go very late in the game in the first place. But this is one of the first ones you can potentially run into once you get into the main... Uh, once you get fully into the west. Um, so it... It, it's a very weird design choice, um, but okay, whatever. They've made a couple of weird design choices in this game, so I guess it's just another one to add to the pile. I've noticed that they, they do, um, because it's an open world game, they do kind of gate some of it like that. The, you can't go past this point until X, Y, and Z have been met. Yeah, they. Uh, so yeah. the first game, you could buy... Like at the like right as soon as you leave um, the first starting tutorial area, you could buy a handful of maps that revealed all the collectibles right off the bat. Um, that doesn't happen anymore uh, because you could reveal all the collectibles and then immediately take off and do all of them and then do the rest of the game basically. Um, that doesn't happen anymore now. Every single collect collectible is marked by a question mark and you don't know what it is until you get there yeah Uh, i did that starting area i wanted to make sure that i cleared completely so i did mm -hmm. each little question mark through that that little like i don't know that little nipple part that you start off in yeah valley um yeah but i did yeah (laughs) and i spent like a, a couple of hours making sure that each and every single spot that i could see on the map was cleared before i went on yeah, and unfortunately, there are a couple. So there is one point in which you can, um, 
like you do a quest and then it opens up and is like, here are the three main quests that need to be done, but you can do them in whatever order you want. And two of those three give you an item that is used for exploration. And that opens up a lot of those things that you couldn't do before, which was kind of frustrating, but I, I also kind of get it. They didn't want people to like ignore the main quest entirely to clear the entire map and then come back to it. Cause I, I feel like if you are someone that needs to track down every point on the map and you like get into the groove of doing it, it can like leave you with a bad impression of the, uh, the pacing of a game. Uh, Absolutely. But I'm just mad when I go to a question mark and it is not a, oh, I can't do this, I'll have to come back later, but it is instead, ah, uh, yes, that was a vendor. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you making the vendor a question mark? It's in a town. I know there's going to be vendors in the town. They're not even good vendors. They don't sell Yeah, much. the... Um... It's weird, because it's not a case of the further you get into the world, the better the gear you can buy gets. It's more of a, like, every area has their own specialized things, and thus you can get their specialized gear there, which, like, great for world-building, rough on me, who just wants to find the best bows. <laughs> exactly. I just got through with the uh, the first core, is where I'm at. The first core... Yeah, it's uh, right outside the starting area. You'll find a core so you can take over the first rung of critters. Oh, 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 oh. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're and, saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the one that I was saying that I'd, I had a little story about because it... Uh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, there's I have a special challenge with video games, and uh, the first time it really caused me a problem was uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Um mm -hmm. I suffer from hellacious thalassophobia and submectophobia. And oh, so yes. nobody has to Google those. That is the fear of uh, water and the fear of man-made objects submerged in water. This is going to um, suck for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I get in the first core, and there is a jumping puzzle over water with lots of goodies buried in, under the water. And seriously, I was sweating going through that part i couldn't handle it and when she falls in the water it's not just fall in the water and bob back up because she curls and goes underwater and you go with her every single time and i was yeah, just it, it, if you fall from enough uh, of a height it takes it as a oh you want to go under the water instead of a just landing on the top kind of a thing <laughs> which realistic done, but by the time I got done, I was almost in tears. I was so wrecked. I really was. I, w I knew there was water in the game. And thankfully, I know that there's only one critter in the water. Um, at least I'm hoping. Please don't bust my bubble. Um, so, I'm, <laughs> so, I mean, I know. And they, they introduced the kelp. So you can hide in the kelp. And I, I yeah. get it. But it's still really uncomfortable. Because the, the core was dark, too. And that does not help. Yeah, it's a very dark area. Yeah. Um, I was almost wishing she had own. some kind of flashlight. Yeah. Well, and she 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 has a light, but it's like weirdly alien green. And it's very small. Yeah. And so n none of it helped. 
And so, yeah, that entire area just had me like in Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I completely skipped anything I had to die for. Mm -hmm. So I missed an entire third of the game because I wouldn't go under the water. Um, But yeah, I have a feeling this game is going to be a challenge as I get to the shore. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The the thing that was absolutely nuts to me is they're like you can be underwater a whole lot this game and i was like oh that's sick how it's combat underwater gonna work and it turns out it doesn't you can only hide (laughs) hey i can go underwater and get murdered (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah Uh, pretty much thankfully there's only a handful of machines that can go underwater and it's okay, all so kind of the one. ones you would expect. Okay, yeah. Um, I I wasn't that worried about the critters because they don't... I mean, they're based on actual animals, but they don't really... They're not bothersome in that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. I get you. Like, like, Far Cry was one of the worst survival horror games I've ever played in my life. You could just be running along the shore and suddenly there's an alligator on top of you. Hello! <laughs> So yeah, I I don't like that kind of stuff when it comes to water, but this one doesn't seem to rely on the the surprise. You already know it's coming. Yeah, no, it it's fairly aware of what's going on. The um it, it's just been it's it's very interesting how much they managed to cover up of this game before it released because I have been running into tons of machines that just like were not shown in any promotional material like correct me if i'm wrong but like i don't think we saw the kangaroo in the promotional material and then i was no. like hello little guy <laughs> and then it was I, I like hello and like headbutted you right and, and yeah and then they killed me uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's their way of saying hello back i guess you um, know, I did I did not finish the first game because I did run into some trouble with the combat and that's mm-hmm. I want to give them props for doing it correctly. The accessibility options in this version are unparalleled. They are yes. amazing. Yes, they're great. They they I will say they are not on like Last of Us 2 levels, but it is a step up from a lot of the st- it's it's definitely a step up from the last game. Holy shit. Um, it's very impressive and the fact that gyro aiming is in the game makes me very happy I I love a good gyro aiming (laughs) right like the the little the little corrections which just chef's kiss um yeah it's 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 good (laughs) I'm having a lot of fun the um I feel like they've really uh, I feel like it's harder than the last one was that could just be me having recently completed a decked out new game plus playthrough <laughs> and missing yeah, all my good shit. I'm finding it easier, but that could be some of the the things that I've turned on. Let, for instance, the looting is one of the ones that's just amazing because I hated taking a five minute fight and spreading it out to 20 minutes because you had to knock pieces off. Right. Yes. Yes. And this time you can just loot them. And that makes my life so much easier. I actually haven't adjusted the combat difficulty very much, Mm -hmm. um, but it was the looting that was really causing me a problem. And just for convenience sake, I turned the uh, always see your climbing handholds on. Yes. Which is a lifesaver and actually kind of looks cool. (laughs) Right. Like they, they are done in a way that is not like 
distracting if you have it always on. I will say that I wish there was an option to change the color of them. Um, because yeah. I, I could, I could see if you were someone that had like some mild color blindness, um, that like you're having the yellow marks on the like kind of yellowy brown rock, like that might be yeah, hard to yeah. see for some people, but it's, that's a, like a minor complaint. Um, yeah, no, they, they did it such is, an amazing job. It is absolutely wild to me how many fucking machines are in this game because <laughs> like, you go to the page for like that like has the machines once you scan them and you're like bestiary, I guess you could call it. And like there a whole bunch of slots, like twice as many slots as the first game. And I was like, okay. Well, obviously some of those are gonna be doubled up because like in the first game, the fire bellow back and the ice bellow back were considered to be two different machines. No. In this B series, those are two. Those are one machine with two variants listed. Now it's like, oh, there's a lot here. <laughs> Holy fuck! Uh, have you played any of the Monster Hunter games? No, um, I have not played any Monster Hunter, and yeah. like, I keep seeing people compare this to Monster Hunter, and I'm like, should yeah. I try <laughs> Monster Hunter? <laughs> that was kind of where I was going because the bestiary and like learning your your strengths and weaknesses and having to really plan out your fight is one hundred percent the gameplay loop on on Monster Hunter, but it's kind of uh, amplified. And it was, but it it absolutely exists in this Wait, game. Wait, you have to plan there. out your fight in Monster Hunter. I just go in with the heavy bow gun and I sit in the corner. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Not gonna lie, some of the abilities in Horizon I have become very reliant on. There's one that's for the um the sharp shot bow, which is like mm -hmm. the the heavy damage bow, where you um you you basically it's a, takes a bit longer to do, but you sit down and you fire one big explosive shot that take like that. The downside is it takes a little longer to do, and it takes three of your ammo. But holy shit, can that knock some motherfuckers out? <laughs> like, I, I am 100% reliant on it. That is my go-to strategy at all times. <laughs> I, I don't remember what I have loaded right now. Because you can only choose one at a time. One? Of the, of the big, uh, uh, whatever the new gimmick is. The oh, the Valor ability. Surges? Yeah. Yeah, you this isn't one. This isn't one of those. This is one of the weapon oh, abilities, which there's um for each weapon there is three abilities. I think I, I, I don't know. I use mostly bows, so I know there's for a fact there's three for the bows. Right. Um and basically what it is is you select the weapon and then press left and right on the D-pad while you're looking at it in the wheel to select from the three abilities and this is one of those. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the Valor Surges are something different, and those are also really cool. My favorite yeah, one is the one where it's just like, you do extra damage for the next four shots of your bow, and I'm like, hell yeah, I love me some extra damage that I don't have to think too much about. <laughs> See, that's the one where I, I chose the one that's the invisibility, so that when I, Ooh. it's my oh shit button. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I've unlocked like, nope, that one yet. I'm out. I, I will say, the skill tree took a little bit of getting used to. I appreciate the way that they've made it so there's more than one path to get to what you want. But um, 
it was a little overwhelming the first time I opened and I was like, oh my God, what do all these mean? Yeah, it's a lot of reading. <laughs> and they got rid of one skill and I'm mad about it. What, I can no skill? longer sit in the grass and whistle to draw a machine over to me uh, for an easy kill. Yeah, you, I, I have learned a way to cheese it because if you get them to do the yellow exclamation point, they sort mm-hmm. of kind of see something and then you scoot back into the bushes. You Most see, of the time they'll come investigate. I've just been grabbing a rock and throwing it at my feet. <laughs> nice. Okay, that works. <laughs> <laughs> That's been my strategy. But uh, I haven't finished the story yet, but I'm, oh, I'm having a lot yeah. of fun. And normally I would like go until this, like I would look up like what the order of quests is and go until like the sec. I'd finish the second to last one and then go do all the open world. But part of me is feeling a bit more like I'll finish the story and then go explore the open world this time. Yeah, I'm just kind of making my way through it. I'm really enjoying the exploration and kind of like what's around the next corner. So mm-hmm. I'm not rushing any of it. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to rush either. I took um, I took Friday off of work and I played literally all day after playing like three hours the previous night after it unlocked. And then I spent half a Saturday and a good chunk of Sunday playing and I'm still not done. And so it, it's a good bang for your buck, that's for sure. Yeah, there's a lot there. Oh, man, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I haven't been playing it, so the only thing I can comment on is, can I still do this or that? Because I've played the first one. The the In a lot of cases, the answer is yes. There's only a few cases where the answer is no. But I want to be able to whistle and draw dinosaurs to spots. That, that is going to be a hearty no, my friend. Bring it back. But, I demand it. But if we pre-ordered, you can have the emotional damage of wearing Rost's outfit for the entire <laughs> opening of the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, an obligatory, because we're talking about Horizon, an obligatory fuck Ted Farrow. <laughs> that guy sucks. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the character that I really like, and I can't remember his name. I'm looking Ooh, it up, and I can't. Which one? It starts, it starts with an A. It's the guy with the mohawk. Oh, Erend? Erend, there you go. Yes. Yes, I love, love him. him. I love him dearly. <laughs> it's because he, he, I love Amanda can pull off a mohawk. Because, uh, it's because Liam wants to date him or some, something. Right, Liam? Oh, yeah, I would climb him like a tree. There's absolutely no... Yeah, no. <laughs> he, he is, like, when you look at all the characters, like, oh, that's the himbo right there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that is the husbando, no doubt. Big, big and dumb and lovable. He's shaped like a friend. <laughs> He's shaped like a friend. He is. I mean... And, I, my goodness. Is he actually I've... voiced is he actually voiced by Kiefer Sutherland or is he just trying to sound like Kiefer Sutherland? I think he just sounds like him. I don't think he's That's voiced really by him. bizarre. <laughs> um really bizarre. I, I you... appreciate I appreciate that we didn't we we are not forcing any romance with Aloy because Aloy's got bigger shit to do. Oh yeah. But there are several characters in this game that I would love to have her smooch. She's very standoffish this time around. Like more she, so she than is. the first. She she was in the first and I think it's just gotten worse and I think that is like 
a manifestation of like the severe amount of stress this girl is under. Like, holy shit. Uh, like you said, has... the, one, the last person she cared about is no longer there. So yeah. right. Um, I I did see a lot of people complain about the first game that like Ross dies and like unless you go to, to his grave, she basically immediately forgets about him. Um, they've remedied in that in this like he's gone, but there are a few points where she talks about that him, and it is very clear that like she ha- does not have time to like grieve, but she still does miss him dearly, which I appreciated that. Um, yeah. But girl's got a lot going on, but I would definitely <laughs> have her smooch the Sun King if given a chance. I love him. There's some tension going on there. <laughs> there is, like... I understand, though. Like, I get it. That this man, he has a thirst, and he will it will not be quenched. <laughs> You know, there's somebody who surprised me, and since you've played all the way through the first game, maybe you can answer this for me. Um, mm-hmm. Carrie Ann Moss playing Tilda, was she in the first game or is she new? No, she is completely new. She, okay. um, She's the character that we got a, a little, like, boop, look at this, at the end of that big story trailer that set off, you know, waves of speculation but no she was not in the first game uh she is brand new for this one and it's an interesting character i gotta say yeah i'm a big fan of carrie ann so that was when she showed up i just squealed i had no idea i stay away from trailers and stuff i'm one of those Mm -hmm. but yeah she showed up and i was just like she's great um i don't remember exactly who it is but whoever is playing regala is also excellent in that role Miss Angela Bassett. Yes. That's it. Yes. She's doing like great work. Um, and huge props to Ashley Birch. Um, holy yes. shit. <laughs> Girl is turning out the performance of a lifetime because like she already voices Aloy, but then like due to the circumstances of Aloy, there has been required more work of her. Um, oh. I won't I won't spoil it in case anyone hasn't played the first game or if they haven't gotten into the second, which goes more into that. But girl is doing a lot of heavy lifting on this game. Big respect to her. And she's been really busy because she's got Tiny Tina coming out in a couple of weeks, too. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I you know, what? I appreciate that. She just keeps getting big work. Like, I want good things for her. <laughs> I cannot disagree with that. <laughs> There are a lot of voice actresses in the games industry right now where I'm just like, I would like more things for you. I want good things for you. You there go. More, Girl boss. There are, there are more more voice actresses out there than just Jennifer Hale. Yes. Love her, but... <laughs> oh, um, before we get into the news, this sure. is games related. I did see that them there Uncharted movie. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's... It, it, fine like uh, it's mel I, I, mel your what? review of it made me completely uninterested in it yeah I'm going to see it yeah so like it, it's it's fine the problem is it's way easier to focus on the negatives than any positives that are there um because like it's it's fine <laughs> like that's the best word i can use for it it is not good but it is not painful to sit through um it's very obvious that the movie was filmed before they realized that tom holland could carry a movie by himself 
because it is very much treating him as Drake as the supporting character to um, uh, Wahlberg as Sully. And look, they took Sully up back and shot him in the head. Holy fuck. <laughs> this is not Sully in this movie. Wow. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, it, it like I said, it's it's way easier to focus on the negatives. The um when when we are just doing an action scene, it's actually pretty decently entertaining, you know? Uh and they're like it's very much like the Uncharted games. It has great moments, but everything connecting them together is just kind of there. <laughs> um wow. The climax so is very fun though. The the climax Better involves two pirate ships suspended from two helicopters, which is that wow. feels like that could be in another I'm, another I'm uncharted game if they ever made one. What? Yeah, so there are two helicopters, and they are both like they have airlifted a pair of pirate ships, and we are trying to take them to a secondary location, and combat ensues on the pirate ships and helicopters as they're flying through the air and like crashing the ships into each other and shit. Like that feels like it could be in a potential Uncharted Five. <laughs> that that felt wow. very Uncharted to me, but otherwise it's just like we're running around Italy trying to solve some ridiculous puzzle that clearly could not have been built under regular circumstances. Yeah, and and so, Wahlberg sucks in it entirely. <laughs> better or worse than Welcome to Raccoon City? I didn't see Welcome to Welcome to Raccoon City. <sighs> Okay, it's wretched, by the way. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Absolutely wretched. Like, the Resident Evil movies were passable at best before that. And this is yeah. a reboot of something that was never truly great in the first place. Mm -mm. No. It, it, well, Netflix has just been hitting it out of the park lately. Uh, I saw Texas Chainsaw last night, and it was... <sighs> I haven't watched Texas Chainsaw, but I did. I was flipping through stuff that's coming up next month, and okay. I didn't know that they they were doing a Resident Evil series. Yes, and that comes out next month apparently. Netflix has fallen off really hard on like. Granted, not everything that is a Netflix original was like overseen by Netflix. Sometimes they just bought the rights to a thing that they thought would bring attention yeah. to the service. So I can't entirely blame Netflix for everything, but like lately some of the Netflix stuff that's come out has been, you know, not great, which leaves no. me fearful for Stranger Things season four. Which they're yes. splitting into two? Yes, Stranger Things season four is getting split into two parts because it is like twice the size of the previous seasons and season five is to be the last season. Yep. Which I'm really thinking they gotta turn that around quick because those kids are getting older <laughs> by the day. They're gonna be college age by season five. <laughs> Honestly, that wouldn't surprise me if like they deal with a whatever in season four and then season five is like their high school reunion. They're gonna have and, to. And, oh my god, season five's gonna be set in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> no. Say oh. it ain't so. Oh, oh no. I'm not okay with that. I'm not ready for that. I say as a 90s kid. <laughs> yeah, but that's why we're going to say say it ain't so. It's getting closer. All right, we should get into the news. Um, Let's just 
do a big nft bundle because we have a lot of stories about <laughs> nfts but all of them take like five seconds to go over bullying works but we learned bullying works like almost i want to say within a few hours of us recording last week team 17 ditched the nfts <laughs> because the internet bullied them i just want to um, say that's not our fault we did not it... collectively go out and bully <laughs> team 17 after the podcast we we didn't we didn't the three of us altered the <laughs> we altered the course of history um the then we had to be displeased yeah, then we had Nintendo is in favor of NFTs potentially down the line if they get integrated into gaming and become more commonplace. So we basically have to fight against NFTs for the sake of Nintendo now. <laughs> we know that when Nintendo gets on board, we've lost. That right? Right? Nintendo's always the slowest adopter of things. Um, we had the internet bullying an NFT because there was MetaSlave, which was selling pictures of black people as NFTs hey, under hey, that hey. title. Hey, you hey, can, hey. Uh, you can assume. They said that later collections would feature pictures of other races, but they but started with black. Right, which, like, that plus the name of the NFT, like, I'm getting some real sketch vibes here. Big uncomfy, and the internet uh, did a good in bullying these people off the internet. Good job. Uh, yeah, um, out of a repugnant big business practice, that was the most repugnant. Right. Um, Gumroad, which... Not a, always related to gaming, but there are some people who, like, do paid mods on that website, so I decided to throw it in. Uh, the Gumroad CEO came out in favor of NFTs. That's causing some people to migrate from the platform, unsurprisingly. Um, I only know about this one because I follow a Tumblr blog called Shitpost Sampler, which posts cross-stitch samplers of shit posts from the internet and they have had to migrate their entire storefront off of Gumroad because they were like, nah, fuck this. Wow. <laughs> Imagine how um, out of touch you need to be with your community to uh, basically annex your community. Yeah. 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 It's, it's rough. And then in the positive of NFTs, itch.io tweeted out nfts are a scam if you think they're legitimately useful for anything other than the exploitation of creators financial scams and the destruction of the planet we ask that you please reevaluate your life choices peace beautiful <laughs> which like just the most beautifully succinct fuck you <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> and i appreciate need, it greatly we need much more of that we really do <laughs> Um, well, the Nintendo Direct happened a little while ago, but since Greg has entirely forgotten everything that was in it, let's run down some of the highlights. <laughs> hey, I didn't need call um, out like that. I told you that prior to the podcast recording in confidence. Yeah, well. Kirby deep-throating a car. <laughs> Kirby, Kirby has a... We, we will get to Kirby. No, no, we're starting now, because Kirby has the deep uh, deep-throating skills that's going to make Liam jealous. <laughs> no, I got him beat. Um, yeah, so Kirby can swallow big things in mouthful mode. 
and I love it. <laughs> uh, no, Kofi can't swallow. His mouth is full. Yeah, well, you you know what I'm getting at. Kobe he's, can he's... choke on things for your amusement. That's what I got out of the trailer. It's beautiful. K- Kobe can choke on things because Kobe can't swallow it and it's stuck in his mouth. Kobe is yes. choking. Somebody please fucking help him. <laughs> Somebody please help my round boy. <laughs> Somebody please help Kobe. Uh, and the, three, the 3D printers on the internet have been very busy with this, I gotta tell you. Oh, but like, people have been memeing with 3D prints of Kirby for a while. You expect them not to do this? Like, come on. Yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> um, okay, so let's run this down. Uh, new Fire Emblem Warriors game. Get mm. hype. I actually mm. liked the previous one, so... I'll probably end up up getting it. I like Dynasty Warriors-esque games, so... See, I don't like Warriors games, and I have never played a Fire Emblem game, so this is not for me. (laughs) I think Persona Strikers is the only one I really got into. See, like, I even tried that one, and I couldn't get into it. Like, I Uh, cannot do Musou games at all. Yeah. Um, Advance Wars 1 and 2 reboot... Yay. That's coming pretty soon. Uh, no Man's Sky on Switch? Yeah, I don't get it. Somebody who, who that saw part. this coming? Somebody help the poor Switch. <laughs> the Switches are going to burst into flame with that one. Yeah. They claim it's not cloud-based, and I don't... I, I don't believe them. Listen, listen. No, I don't the, either. If the Switch could not handle, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 we'll without using this. a cloud server... Yeah. We'll get into this. Then I don't um, believe it can handle No Man's Sky. Mario Strikers? I'm I'm hyped for that. I like I've never that. played one. I've heard I love, things I love the Mario sports games, so I'm hyped. Yeah. I'm okay. Hyped. I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, we got an extended look at Splatoon 3's Salmon Run mode. Yeah, fuck Splatoon 3. Mm, nope, all in. All in, absolutely. <laughs> I tried the first one, but I... I like... I liked Split, the first uh, Splatoon story mode, and I had literally no interest in the online. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, front Mission? I actually I, like those games. and they I, said I, we'll I've never heard of them. Two of them. <laughs> They're Blank robot spare. tactical games. Things. Yeah. Okay, that's what I gathered. Uh, yeah, so the first one is getting a remake, and then they're like, the second remake is coming, but did not specify anything beyond that. Um, free to play Disney Mario Kart? <laughs> yeah. Free to play Disney Mario Kart. Which is not going to be Switch exclusive? From what I, I understand? Okay. Yeah, it's supposed, to show, up on, it's supposed to show up on uh, PlayStation and uh, Xbox. As well. Who is ready for loot boxes to try and get Tinkerbell? <laughs> I was going to say, you know they're going to charge $15 a driver for that thing. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Force Unleashed is coming to the Switch, despite this game no longer being <laughs> canon. Uh, we wanted that game for the Switch back when the Switch came out. We don't care about it now. <laughs> no. Like, fans of those games wanted it back then. Yeah. Um... Assassin's Creed the Ezio collection is coming to Switch which has not stayed off my goddamn feed since they announced it by the oh, way yeah? like it shows up on my feed every goddamn week 
<laughs> I'm but just waiting. I'm it just looked... waiting to get an email about it. That's what. <laughs> it looks good, though. It's ridiculous that it looks good. I've seen comparison videos, and I'm like, I don't want to buy this, but I want to kind of want to buy this. Um, I think I need to focus on the games that I haven't been able to get to yet before I oh, go yeah. buy another. Good games. strategy. Good. Your strategy. plate is full. <laughs> um, we got a Gundam game. Anyone care about the Gundam game? Nay. Nope, it's not a Dynasty Warriors Gundam game, and those were the only gu good Gundam games, so... I'm sure the Gundam people care about the Gundam game. Uh, uh, I'm sure that they care about the Gundam game somewhat, but after the last one just tanked, uh, maybe yeah. not. <laughs> uh, Chrono Cross is coming. It's not. It looks like it's just a port. From what I can tell, it doesn't look to be a remaster, and it's definitely not a remake. It's, uh, we actually got some images. It is going to have, um, upscaled graphics and stuff like that. Okay. But, uh, it is generally just a port outside of some upscaled graphics. Which, that's fairly standard for ports nowadays, Uh, too. where is my Chrono Trigger 2.5 Octopath Engine remake? Hmm. Where is it? I want it. Uh, then they the said Kirby. <laughs> the, the, well, that's basically what online's been calling it whenever other uh, games are remade in, with that same engine. Uh, yeah, yeah. In that, in that like 2.5 HD style. Octopath uh, edition. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's the Octopath version of whatever It's a good game. looking system. It's a good looking system. It makes good games. Um, mm -hmm. it makes good looking games. So, and we do have one coming out. I don't remember. Uh, triangle strategy. No, uh, yeah. no, no, no. Um, no? it's a remake. It's a remaster. Oh yeah. That, that's on this list too. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, triangle Kirby. Strategy I want to play though. Yeah. Kirby. He, him mouth is full. <laughs> Somebody fucking help him. Kirby is choking, and you guys are just running around as a car. You damn monsters. <laughs> he's choking, and you're laughing. Yeah, he's choking, and you're laughing about it. The medical professional would be one to give Kirby the Heimlich, but I wouldn't know where to put my hands. <laughs> I don't think I could fit he, them around a car. My beautiful round boy. I love him dearly. I can't wait for this. He can turn into a fan and fly, but I thought he okay. could just puff air and fly, so... Next one here. Plot fucking twist. MLB The Show is on Switch. What? Yay, nobody uh, cares about uh, it. <laughs> not, not, even the, not even the MLB fans were excited okay, for but, this one. But this is interesting for me. Like, I do not give a shit about the game, but it is interesting to me that a formerly Sony-exclusive series is getting launched on the Switch, which means we yeah. could see Sony and Nintendo starting to play more friendly. About time. Wait, right, like, I, I don't give a shit about this game, but there are implications. <laughs> they're yeah, supposed yeah, to be absolutely. You I would like, I, I would like Sony to play nice with the other companies for once, yes. Yeah, this is on Sony. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Now the one that makes me mad. Uh -oh. Kingdom Hearts uh -oh. Cloud Editions. Are you telling me the Switch can't run a fucking PlayStation 2 game without it being a cloud edition? No. 
I'm sorry, I... the Switch is not nearly powerful enough. It's why our new Pokemon game looks like right. it's from PS1 era. Okay, so <laughs> I understand why you would not put Kingdom Hearts 3 on there as anything but a Cloud Edition. That one I get. But the 1.5 and 2.5 collections, absolutely not. The Switch could handle those. I absolutely agree. I mean, the Switch could handle Kingdom Hearts 3 as well, if you just lock the frame rate. I suppose you're right. Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically, it's no. It's going to be no more um, intensive than... Uh, half of those other games in in the grand scheme of it i mean granted it was a smaller title but the switch was able to run melody of memory Mm -hmm. and the switch is gonna would be very easily able to run any of the 2.5 1.5 2.5 2.8 content yeah which that actually makes me wonder are they doing the 2.8 content uh, I don't think so. Let me look. Give me a second real quick. Because that's a completely separate set of games. Well, it's a game and then a prologue to Kingdom Hearts 3. And it's a game, a movie, and like a whatever. Uh, yeah, I, Kingdom Hearts. I honestly don't know. Um, but that comes out soonish. Okay, so we have Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 as one package, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 as one package, Kingdom Hearts 3 plus the Remind DLC as one package, and then all three of those together as the Integrum Masterpiece Collection. That's a Which, lot of game. I'm sorry. The Masterpiece Collection does not include Melody of Memory. Well, no, they're still trying to sell that one. (laughs) (laughs) Optima were being trying to sell that one. Hey, I like that game. good, and I stand by that. Yeah, I liked (laughs) that game. I got that game when it came out on my PlayStation I'm mad with how it ended. Yeah. But I liked that one. Um... I liked beating people up online by being better at rhythm <laughs> games than they are. Satisfying experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the fact that these are cloud versions feels lazy. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like they're like, fine, we'll give them the Kingdom Hearts, but not in the way they want it. And <laughs> they certainly I, did I, not. I feel like this is a lazy thing just to cash in on the fact that Sora's in Smash now. Oh, good point. Well, you have people that played Nintendo games for all their life that may not know who Sora is, so why would they want to spend money on him? Uh, moving on. <laughs> Klonoa 1 and 2. Because everyone remembers Klonoa. Yeah, wish. Um, I remember they were good platforming games for their era. Yeah. I don't, time. I don't know if they're gonna... It'll be interesting to see if they hold up. Yeah, I, I hope we get to review those, honestly, because it's gonna be inter- really interesting to see if that, like, adds up. Like, I mean, it had interesting mechanics for the time, like, using enemies to get to other, like, secret areas and shit like that. 
which mm -hmm. wasn't commonplace, super commonplace in platformers at the time when Klonoa came out. Right, that's always the worry. Like, when you go back to something that was the first one to do something that you've seen a hundred times, it feels trite. Yeah. So, like, people have to understand that when Klonoa first came out, like, the only other game to do, like, hidden enemy platform hiding shit was, like, Crash. Mm-hmm. Where you actually had to hit enemies to get to hidden areas. So, like, that was kind of innovative at the time Klonoa came out. And now, like, every platformer <laughs> does that. So, it's it has nothing to stand on. It, it has a character that nobody remembers. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm interested. But um, only to see if it stands the test of time, and I don't think it's going to. The thing Hashtag that has unbiased. <laughs> the thing that has me interested is the Portal Companion Collection. Did anyone else, did anyone see that coming? Like... No, um, I haven't seen that coming, especially since that game is so good, and I can't play it on my fucking PlayStation right now, and it makes me mad. <laughs> okay, but can we just talk about why they're doing this when they have a complete handheld that they're trying to sell coming out like uh well, developing a handheld held is expensive sir you need to like shore up the funds somehow but i swear to god i swear to god if this is to get me reinvested in portal again only for portal 3 to actually happen and to be exclusive to steam's handheld i'm gonna fucking riot can't just well, give away the master plan the like idea. that. Yeah, now right? that they have the idea in their head. <laughs> I like will bully at, Valve myself for that one. Like anyone at Valve actually <laughs> listens to us, but... No, if Valve listened to us, we'd have Portal 3 already. <laughs> Would we? <laughs> I like to believe those games are so good. Oh, if Valve man. listened to us, Valve would still be making games instead of just selling them. That's true. Rude, but am I wrong? <laughs> You're not wrong. Valve decided they could make more money just hosting a marketplace than they could yep. making games. And unfortunately for everybody involved, uh, Valve doesn't really make games. And that's sad because Valve put out some interesting games and like was one of those companies back in the day to like really go out on a limb to make interesting games and support creators for interesting games like Portal mm -hmm. that to see them not do that as much is kind of sad I am curious as to if they will use the sales of this Portal collection to determine if they want to do a Half-Life collection on Switch uh, cool. I would be down for a Half-Life collection on Switch but only if that means I'm getting Half-Life 3. You will never get Half-Life 3. Uh, Valve can't count to 3. <laughs> no. Valve can't count to... That's not why you're not getting Portal 3. You're gonna get Portal 2.8. I continue to dream. <laughs> um, because Square Enix can't count to 3 either. Then we had that... The, the, the HD 2D whatever game you were talking about uh, remake, The Live Alive. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, 
for those that don't know, that's kind of like um, Saga series-esque with multiple storylines. The trailer did a pretty good job of summing that, that up. up. Yeah. Um, there's not really much to say. It's a, it's a pretty difficult game, actually. Like, But yeah, so... I'll probably play it. Like, I liked the original. I've gone back and replayed the original like just as recently as last year. Um, yeah, not not my kind of thing, but I'm happy for you. Thanks. <laughs> I'll check it out. I will absolutely check that out. It, then, it's, it's a decent RPG. Then, the big one. The big one. Uh, Wii Sports on Switch. <laughs> fuck Wii Sports! But also, congrats to all the elderly people that were forced to buy a Switch so their grandkids could have something to do at their house. Um... Also, also, you're going to be able to play golf at some point this year through the Switch. Right. It's weird to me that they're bringing in golf later and not just having it in there initially. It's probably Part of me wonders if... Right. But then why not just delay it to include golf at launch, you know? Yeah. Part, Part of me is starting to think they're going to just keep adding sports over time if the game does well. I mean, seeing as how Wii Sports was one of the Wii's highest selling games. It was highest selling because it came bundled with the Wii, Greg. Uh it only yeah. came it only came bundled with the originals. When I got my black Wii, I didn't get a copy of Wii Sports, but I own huh. a copy of Wii Sports. Like See, I got the Wii bundle that came with Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort and whole Wii yeah. Sports Resort like I, nice. Like I own those games, but I had to buy them separately. Because mine came bundled with I think Mario Galaxy. Ooh. Yeah. The first one, not the second one. I only got, um, I only got one game, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just very excited that volleyball is in there. That makes me happy. <laughs> What are you talking okay. about? Okay, okay. In the demonstrate, in the demonstration, when they got done, and the one man just went back to his home planet at the end, like, what the fuck was that? It was Nintendo being Nintendo. I listen. It was. Listen, I, I don't know why you're surprised that Nintendo did weird Nintendo shit during their presentation. I shouldn't be at this point, but I'm still not used to it. Um, Taiko no Tatsujin game. With Megalovania? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shadow dropped. Yeah. The day like, of the direct. Um, that's one of those games that I feel like I would be really into it if I had a peripheral. But I don't... I can't... I tried playing it before and I just cannot do it without the physical... Like a physical drum like in the arcades. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean... There, I've watched people on Twitch rig up the uh, DK bongos to the Switch. Amazing. And, uh, and play it with that. Um, but, yeah, you're releasing all these, like, drum rhythm games and not giving us a peripheral for them. I feel like Shit. it's only a matter of time. Um, Before triangle it... Strategy got a new... A hype. Hype. They got a new demo. Good for them. Uh, um, it has a demo that you can carry your progress over on. The best kind of demo. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And Morgan, you can play can the first that? three chapters of the game, which is awesome. That, that's, that's a good chunk yeah. to give as a demo, too. Yeah. And then if you want to buy the game, you can carry your stuff over. Which said, do, it does what a demo's supposed to do and show you a piece of the game and whether you're going to be interested or not. Mm -hmm. I think they said this one gets you up to like the first big decision you have to make on the morality system or something like that. Mm. Is what this demo yeah. does. Nice. Uh, Cuphead DLC. Yeah. Um, uh, side fe note. Female Cuphead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, side note. I was always on the side of we're giving that guy who couldn't get past the Cuphead tutorial too much shit. Uh, man has started selling shilling L NFTs, so fuck him. Uh, oh, God. Um, man, man couldn't even figure out how to jump in Cuphead, and the game told him what button to hit. So, like... <laughs> I was on the side of we're going too hard on this guy for and, like, making him an example of all people who write about games. Like, that's a bit harsh, but now... Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> Metroid Dread got a free update that Shadow dropped. Uh, that gave us one hit kill mode for the speedrunners. Because, you know, nothing was better about feeling powerless in Metroid Dread the entire time than knowing that if I got hit at all, <laughs> I'd die. Like, it already felt like that. Like, there were bosses in that game, if you're not nook and cranning your way around the entire planet that can like two shot you so it already felt like that nintendo <laughs> thanks um, and they're getting a uh, boss mode. rush and they're getting boss rush mode yeah boss rush year. is coming in april and we also got an easier mode for metroid dread which i'm sure a lot of people will appreciate um earthbound one and two <laughs> On Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Hyped. But no three. Hyped. I love the Earthbound games. Hyped. It's one of those ones that I keep meaning to play, but I haven't gotten around to it well, yet. Well, now you have all the reason to, because they're free. I have the reason to, but not the time. Uh, In You there. can make time. Aloy can wait another day, I promise. No, she cannot. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> Oh yeah, we um, have a story about your girl coming up. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, sizzle reel, hooray! Including things like Zombie Army Four, which I didn't know there was a one through three. <laughs> How did you know? Uh, and they gave us one of those on PlayStation Plus. I'm bold of you to assume I'd grab something on PlayStation Plus with that shitty of a title. <laughs> I grab all of them. I gotta make my PlayStation Plus worth it somehow. That's fair. Uh, also, a Lego fighting game and that fancy Demon Slayer game that came out last year. I am all over that Lego game. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh. You say you say that with such like discontent, Mel. And Lego fighting game sounds awesome to me. So I, I'm not. I'm not into I'm any of the Lego games. I haven't really had one grab me before. So. Lego games are my jam. I have played every single one of them except for the Indiana Jones. <laughs> Mario Kart 9? Question nah. mark? Nah, uh, this is just established that Nintendo never intends to give us a Mario Kart 9. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, 48 new courses for Mario Kart 8 yeah. DLC. On the brighter mm -hmm. note, you're making it more likely for me to actually go out and buy your upgraded subscription service. Yeah, it is impressive that that got added to the to the upgraded version. I still have no reason to get it, but I still good for them. I still haven't bought it because bad emulation is not a good enough reason. But you're making it closer to me wanting to get it so I can play those DLC tracks. But I mean, you don't need the DLC to play them if you pet match online with somebody that has it. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So um, that, which online, that is a, that is that is both a really cool thing of Nintendo to do and a really good way to like give them that first taste of crack to want to buy them. <laughs> oh, Nintendo yeah. out here giving you your first taste so you go and buy the $25 DLC. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um um, I'm interested. But I'm interested Mall in they, HD guys. <laughs> I'm interested to see the fact that they're also remastering uh, courses from the mobile title, like people that play actual Mario Kart are playing that. But yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, I'm just then... I'm just waiting for loot boxes to be put in Mario Kart Eight for new drivers and. I figured if and they're bringing everything else, they can bring that too. To end it off for Leon, Xenoblade oh, 3. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, the other the other two games were just I never so played the wonderful. second one. I played the first um, one. And I played the first one again when it came out with the Definitive Edition. Yeah, yeah. I haven't um, played either. Two, two is very much got a kind of a sexy Pokemon vibe because you turn these... <laughs> capsules into big tittied women so <laughs> i thought persona was sexy pokemon uh no persona has dick chariots so this yeah, is true exactly. this is true i literally um, i literally remember fighting more the dick chariot for the first mm -hmm. time in persona 5 at like four in the morning and i just took a picture of my tv screen and sent it to my friend group, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm going to bed. <laughs> I I will be the first to admit that Xenoblade may have a little bit of a problem with the way they represent females, but it's still a really good a game. A little bit of a problem with the way they represent females? Okay, it's a have huge you seen, problem. Have you seen Pyra and Mitha's outfits? I'm just saying, like... Yeah. Oh, if yeah. you if your I mean, first that... exposure to Xenoblade is that like if your first yeah. exposure to Xenoblade two is through um poor Pyro Mithra and Smash <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I, I do get that. And that that's actually I mean, I know it's coming up, but that's actually one of my, my big things with Lost Ark is just the, the design of the characters can make you feel icky. Um and there is a there is a character in, in Xenoblades too. Uh, she's one of the frost characters. And I mean seriously, it, all you see is a head and titties. That's all she is. And oh boy. it it yeah, and I mean, you know how much I like the titties, so it, it's absolutely a game for me. Oh, yeah, uh, Liam. I <laughs> I completely pictured you as a guy that really likes his titties in video games. Oh, yeah. Those visual novels get me every time. Um, but <laughs> hey, I, the hey, gameplay hey, is I've wonderful. Played, I've played visual novels recently that aren't all about sex. 
Oh, in yeah, case I've got anyone a is, furry is ones, new to the about. podcast, none of us are titty enjoyers, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, Liam and I <laughs> titty, titty insanely gay, and Mel insanely straight. That, that, that's that's not fair like i i no. i am very straight but that is like 99 percent. there is still vampire mommy and um listen listen hey there are exceptions to others. every single rule yeah. <laughs> if you if you guys are new to the podcast please go back and listen to it no do not go listen to the vampire mommy episode <laughs> no no go listen to the vampire mommy episode <laughs> Liam, go listen to the Vampire Mommy episode. You want that? Don't encourage him. That uh, that literally changed how we handle the entire podcast after that. Because the first episode was like so tame with like cursing and like sexual innuendo. Like the episodes prior to Vampire Mommy are so tame with that. And then afterwards, it's like, oh, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> it was episode two. Wow. It's not my fault. I just played Resident Evil 8 for review, and I'm like, well, that's what I'm going to talk about. And then I'm like, well, I can't talk about this without talking about Vampire Mommy and all of that. You were a bunch of thirsty bitches. I'm still a thirsty bitch. Uh, she can step on me any day of the week, and I am hella gay. She can stomp you know, me through a floor. Mm -hmm, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, she mm -hmm, is an amazing character design. She really is. Uh, I, I, can I, I can appreciate well I wanted, to be the, I wanted to be that zombie that got backhanded <laughs> into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we time to move on. Um, yep. I'm just going to start going down our list of news because we've been going for a while. So no, we're gonna wait, start this is a great segue to the Lost Ark and Aloy discussions. True. That's true. Okay. This is a so great segue let's... to talk about uh, women in video so... games. So those who may remember when the that um that their video demonstration for Horizon Forbidden West dropped, a lot of people were like, "Wow, Aloy looks kind of different." And it's true. In order to better facilitate the motion capture and all that stuff, which they didn't have on the first game, um, they made some changes to Aloy's model, particularly in her face or facial features. Her jaw is a bit wider, and her face is a little more round, which didn't give her a a quite different look at certain angles when you're playing the game it, you really can't tell much of a difference it's very subtle but like in the trailer from certain angles she looked like her head was quite wide when you paused it at the right time which Did led to a fish eye lens right <laughs> which led to the, a bunch of people being like mm, alien no sexy anymore and i was like excuse you bitch <laughs> Uh, yes, and, uh, that, and that's still happening. Aloy, no sex yeah, anymore. Is still a, 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 Aloy is very pretty woman, and I will not hear otherwise. Great. <laughs> um, and some some bitches are still being like, hey, Aloy, not pretty because the new game about? came out. James Stephanie Sterling said it best. These are people that clearly haven't seen what real women look like. Oh yeah, I saw I saw some some little whiny ass baby man uh being like showing a screenshot where um you could see because of the the lighting coming from behind her you could see some like peach fuzz on Aloy's cheek <laughs> which her like beard. everybody and I was like you bearded woman I was like bro <laughs> you have all people have have hair over their entire bodies the fuck are you on about 
Mm-hmm. Ew, bearded women because they haven't had it label set, like laser removed. Right, like everyone has peach fuzz on their face. The hell are you talking about? Uh, um, and 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 the fact that they could put it in a video game and it to look that good is what we should be celebrating. Right, yeah, no. the fact that Aloy looks like actually like really good realistic expectation of a woman like really good and, and we should be celebrating the fact that she's a realistic looking woman as a female yeah. protagonist like well not and... only that her face is like always a little kind of red in the game because clearly she's outside and she's like lightly <laughs> sunburned you know or it's and suffering from like... exhaustion 24/7. Or that too. Yeah. But like she doesn't look like they just like rubbed red on her face. It's like very realistically done. I'm like and she still looks great. <laughs> and the cutscenes, that that's kind of where I'm going back to the technology is the cutscenes in this thing. I it it's worlds better than what we had in the first game and it looks aside from some of the lighting cuz they do highlight faces a little too hard to make it look like a movie versus mm-hmm. the real world. Yeah, so you do have that highlight lighting sometimes. It's it can be a little distracting, but overall, it I've been blown away by the the realism in this game. A it's, game about giant robots. <laughs> but yeah. It's gorgeous. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. And friend the reminder. In case you see anyone using it unironically, the picture of Aloy with her face uh, reshaped and with eye makeup and lipstick on and a big old smile. That image was made as a joke, as a how much you want to bet if I make this, this is what the stupid gamer boys will ask for. And lo and behold, they have been using that picture for what they want for Aloy. Literally been saying, oh yeah, you should literally just hire the fans to make the make Right, Aloy. and this was someone who was like, y'all are dumb. <laughs> This is what you want Aloy to look like while she's trampsing through the freaking thing. You want her to look as bad as the Samson assistant, right? Yeah, like which we're not going to dive that into any because of, that anyone is making creepy. this argument has never seen a real woman. Yeah, exactly. No. I agree with that um, statement. You you have not been close enough to a real woman to uh, comment on what real women should look like. Right. Uh, Liam, you knew more about this Lost Ark situation than I did. Oh, I know oh, about yeah. this. Um, I, I jumped in feet first about two days before launch, um, because if you bought one of the supporter packs, you could log in early. Um, so I did. Um, and I mean, the first thing I can say is the game itself, I, 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 it makes me sound like an apologist. I keep going, these games are awful, but they're fun to play. Um, but it is. It's, I mean, it's an ARPG, and uh, so it plays a lot like Diablo or Path of Exile. Um, it's got a really complex uh, skill system to it, um, but the problem comes in two small areas. Uh, one being, as the discussion is, the female representation, because it is a uh, Korean game, and they do have a overall problem with representation. Um, again, it's about the big breasts. Yeah, it's about the big breasts, the skimpy clothing, um, and they all look about school age, schoolgirl age. So mm, ick, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, ick. Um, <laughs> and then the other side of the problem is that um, not since Diablo 2 have we had gender-locked classes. 
And you're shitting me. No, oh, no. It, it was so frustrating <laughs> like, because I tell you what, your boy loves a good bard. And the only way I can play a bard is if I'm a 12 year old with a slit up to my, you, you know, and I'm just like, no, uh, no, I'm not so, going to play a bard then. So I, like I said, I know a bit about this because I've been watching people play Lost Ark because I don't have time to play MMOs. I don't care that yeah. Lost Ark is free. Like, that's great. I don't got time to play it. So I've been yeah. watching other people play it while I work on other shit. And while it has some interesting things like co-op skilling animations in that that I've seen, mm -hmm. really interesting things, I can't forgive the fact that um, Ivy from Soul Calibur wears <laughs> more clothing than mm -hmm. the females in this game. <laughs> like, yeah. And You're if you lying. don't, and if no. you don't know what Ivy from Soul Calibur wears for clothing. Please Google search it. It's a Band-Aid and two Dixie Cups. Because Yeah, because she basically wears nothing. She has enough to cover her nipples, and that's about it. Because she doesn't even wear enough to cover her ass. Uh <laughs> no, and uh, some of these characters are, like you said, they're, they're just... The character design is just creepy, and it's obviously for the male gaze. And I understand why from a cultural standpoint, but we live in a global community in 2022. We really need to do better. And again, it's it's a great game. It's just buried under this bullshit of having this really awful representation and like i said i'm i'm with mel's reaction of gender locking characters are you fucking kidding me yeah yeah are you fucking Just, kidding me because you didn't have to do that and no you chose to do that like didn't they didn't the people that make lost Ark learn um from final fantasy 14 about two years ago when they tried gender locking races yep Thank God mm. for bunny boys. Which they rolled back <laughs> on hard because they're like, oh, well, lore-wise, bunny boys don't really exist. And uh, everybody's like, and? <laughs> like, you can make them exist in this world. Like, you can You make control them... the lore. <laughs> yeah, you control the lore of this series. You can make them a thing now. <laughs> oh. And they eventually did because the internet got so fucking yes. upset justifiably Absolutely. upset the internet got this so upset about this completely unrelated <laughs> but i feel like the masses need to know about it are oh. you guys aware that there is a final fantasy 14 manga no i had heard yeah i i, I was aware of it but i haven't seen it i haven't read it either but i think we all need to know collectively that the Final Fantasy XIV manga is actually about a whole bunch of Square Enix employees getting sucked into the world of Final Fantasy XIV <laughs> and having to use their knowledge of the game to survive. Oh, jeez. I am down. Can that become an anime and then I'll actually look at it? Like, Isek Final Fantasy XIV Isekai, anyone? Like... <laughs> Specifically the fact that it's Square Enix employees makes me very happy, though. <laughs> That's, it's that not random amazing. players. It's people that made the game. Got great kidnapped <laughs> into the game you, you know since we're on the final fantasy kick real quick i was gonna say they have just announced that with i believe it's a 7.0 patch that it is finally getting a cosmetic upgrade Ooh. holy shit the game won't look like it's from 2014 anymore 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> I I've been like really resisting the urge to jump uh, back in with the it's last really expansion. Joy, it's really jarring when you go to the new game areas because they have like a graphical uplifting. And then you look at your yeah, character's yeah. model in those areas, <laughs> and it does it does not match. <laughs> no, so they are bringing that up to look like the rest of the world. It's and so I figured I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. So you're telling me it's like when you play the Mushroom Kingdom area of <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey while wearing the Super Mario sixty four costume. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yes, it's exactly <laughs> it's like that. that. It's it is that drawing of a feeling because you can see if you look closely enough at the character models in Final Fantasy fourteen, you can see like squaring polygons still mm -hmm. in some yeah. of the models depending on your character's height and like weight distribution. And it yeah. And it's not good and they need to fix that. <laughs> Or how about that uh the Square Enix uh, Tomb Raider games where you could be the original Laura with the triangle boobs but in an ultra realistic world? Amazing. Yeah, I, that, hey, that I loved that. It was join <laughs> as fuck, but I still love that they went ahead and did it. <laughs> like... Okay. Um Pokemon Diamond Pearl sound library is a thing. So they copyright struck a whole bunch of people who were just posting Pokemon music on YouTube and then proceeded to release their own website where you could listen to Pokemon music. As well as Amazing. a library that content creators can use that won't get copyright striked. That includes many of the things that they copyright striked like the week before. Right, like, yeah. mm, I'm picking up some really sketch vibes. Literally, this broke, and I'm like, that's really fucked up, given the fact that they just did, like, 300-plus strikes on Pokemon music on YouTube last week. Like, 300,000-plus uh -huh. strikes on Pokemon YouTube music. I'm like, that's really mm -hmm. fucked up. Yep. Not that, like, now you can use it. Here you go. Yeah. But, you um, can't, but you can't just post it, by the way. Like, you can't just do what these videos did, which was just post the music to listen to. It has to be incorporated in some sort of content. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, it, it's not as nice as Nintendo makes it out to be. Because they will copyright strike you if you use it against their terms. Um, as people are finding out. <laughs> uh, Microsoft and Blizzard merger is getting investigated by the Federal Trade Commission. As Good. As good because uh, microsoft is buying a little bit too much yeah calm the hell down but uh, let's be real if the fox disney could go through this will probably go through yeah yeah unfortunately listen i'm not under any idea any delusion that the ftc getting involved is going to stop this from happening but somebody needs to figure out why it's actually happening and compare it to public statements that were being made like literally a week prior. Like, right. They, again, they reevaluated their relationship with Activision Blizzard, all right. They just decided to buy them. And poor uh, little Ubisoft out here going, um, we don't want to be bought, but if anybody would like to buy us. <laughs> <laughs> If anybody wants to buy us and hide our shady past under your good company's reputation, 
we're right. willing to we're willing to sell is basically Ubisoft's mode right now. Yeah. Um they just need Good to get in that. as big of a legal scandal as Activision Blizzard did, and then maybe somebody <laughs> will buy them. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, and the share prices prices will drop, and I'm pretty sure the board wouldn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony is planting a tree for everyone who gets us to a certain trophy in Horizon Forbidden West. That's I love cute. this. That's cute. Though. I absolutely love this. And the, I found out that I, I specifically, as I was playing through, was looking for that achievement. And again, no spoilers, but it's when you get in the elevator. We'll put it that way. Okay. So, so it, it's literally like the first trophy you, you op- get after the tutorial areas. Yeah. So, once you open up the real world, boom, so, you get so, it. And I was just like, so cool, Sony's I planted just a tree. Like, so Sony's just like, yeah. If as long as you play more than a couple hours of this game, we'll plant a tree. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half, and they'll plant a tree. <laughs> I just want to point out though that you could go out and plant like three or four trees yourself instead of buying the game. Like I'm just saying, like, well, if I'm gonna play the game anyway, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and to be fair, the cynical part of my brain is like Sony could have just planted a whole bunch of trees instead so, of saying, "If you do this thing, we'll plant a tree." But I do understand that, like, they probably were like, "Let's plant a bunch of trees," and then decide to do something that would drive community engagement and goes along well with the themes of the game because the game is yeah. very conservationist focused. So, can we talk I, about? I'm- Legacy it's just cute. Support. Can we talk about why legacy support matters, guys? Nerf? Yeah. Well, it's on our news. <laughs> I didn't want us to get sidetracked for another half an hour on <laughs> no, no. Minute West. Because I felt like that's what was going to go. Uh, Nintendo is shutting down the 3DS and Wii U shops. Yeah. And they have no plans to make any of the content exclusive to those shops available. Well, the good news is is that the 3DS is probably pretty well covered already because the 3DS does have an extensive hacking and piracy scene. It's true. Um, the Wii U doesn't. The Wii U is a bit trickier. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. And there's archive, there's websites up right now, articles up, that will tell you every game you won't be able to access after these shops go down next year, but... Basically, they might as well be going down this year. Yeah. For the fact that, like, come September pretty much this year, you won't be able to buy anything on them anyway. So Yeah, we went through this with the Wii also, because we lost all of WiiWare, so... And Nintendo has a legacy problem, and they hate emulators, so... And no, mm-hmm. I don't take what they put on the Switch and be like, oh, Nintendo loves emulators now. That's a marketing scheme. That's, That's not right. that is not them being okay with emulators. That is a marketing scheme. And when they added it added two emulators behind a paywall Well, technically both of them are behind paywall all of them are behind paywalls. Just they singled yeah. out two of them to be behind a greater paywall. That's a marketing scheme. That's to get yeah. you to buy a product. They don't give a shit about emulation. They don't give a shit about legacy support. No. Um, it's not about preservation. It's about marketing. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, unfortunate. 
Um, um let's get into the Sims 4 because I love right. the Sims 4. Alright. For those that aren't aware, the Sims 4 has a wedding expansion coming out this year yeah. that will allow uh, for this six, week, I think. Alright, this week? I, I don't know when it's supposed to come out exactly. The Soon. only reason this is even on my radar is because of the controversy surrounding it, which I've read a, up a lot on, um, because it's LGBT-related. Because, of <laughs> course, it fucking is. And, anyway, the wedding expansion is going to add a bunch of extra items that aren't exactly wedding-related, but the big focus of the expansion is weddings, and you can have same-sex weddings... As you always have been able to do. As you always have been able to. So, the marketing focuses on a lesbian couple Mm -hmm. getting married. And they have decided as a result of the marketing being used to not sell... They were trying to word it. EA was trying to word this in a way that made it sound like because of the content of the expansion, they couldn't sell the expansion in Russia. Yeah, so I've been following this very closely because I am into The Sims. So basically what it is, is for every, um, so there's several different layers of like what kinds of expansions you can have for The Sims. This one is the second biggest size called a game pack, which it doesn't add a ton of stuff, but it focuses on a smaller aspect of the game and expands it greatly. So in this case, they have added a new world and added like a shit billion systems to better distinguish weddings from other types of social events that you can have in the game. And what they've done is they've created a world that is very wedding focused. It's got like the shops and venues, wedding venues and stuff like that. And there's also a handful of households in the game and one of the that come along with the pack and one of the households is what they're basically using as the star household to sell the pack, which is a very cute lesbian couple. And basically what the deal was is due to the way that Russia's laws are structured, they weren't going to release the pack there because all their marketing and the cover of the pack itself focuses on this couple. Now, originally... They gave the impression that it was because of the content that was inside that they could not release it. That it, because it allowed for lesbian weddings and gay weddings, you they wouldn't be able to release in Russia. That's not the case. It was, I don't know if it was intentionally poorly worded, but it was poorly worded on their part. Yeah. They could always release it for the content because the game has had those features since the base game. Mm-hmm. Um, all it did was it earned the game a uh, an M rating in Russia um, in order to have that. Yeah. And so basically they were trying to like take a, a political stand, it looks like, and trying to be grandiose in saying, well, if we can't advertise it the way we want to with this couple, we're not going to release it there. And then obviously the fans in Russia were like, good on you for trying to do that but that sucks and is really shit for us yep right pretty much much, why are we getting fucked over because you don't want to change your marketing and that literally is the issue like russia doesn't prohibit lgbtq plus content in video games and other media you just can't use 
those themes in the marketing. So they would have to change the packaging for the wedding expansion. And if they wanted to produce a new trailer. Right. Which as it stands now, the decision has been reversed. They are going to release it in Russia. I just assume there will be no marketing push for it whatsoever. And it'll have a changed box art. Yeah, Yeah, probably. And good. (laughs) Good that it's been reversed. Right. Good on them. And let's be honest, this entire thing just gave them a shit ton of free press about the fact that they have a wedding expansion coming out shortly after Valentine's Day. Which, as I said, which, as I said, when we started this little segment about it, I knew nothing about this expansion prior to the controversy around it. Like, I didn't know this was a thing coming out, obviously, and I still don't know when it's coming out because... I the twenty third, by the way. Oh, oh, so yeah, you're right. Week. This week, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sometime this year. Listen, yeah, I, I, I only don't... knew it was this week because all of us were like, "Why the fuck isn't coming out on Valentine's Day?" Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, just exactly. like, <laughs> I don't have time to play The Sims. I have to do other things. Um, hold on, let me grab something real quick. Is this what nobody has the like, time to pay the sim. Yeah, is this what Mel's gonna be like, hey, here's my playtime of like 400 <laughs> plus hours on The Sims? No, 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 no. Um... <laughs> you see, you saw my uh, 3DS history. I posted that image. My time goes to Pokemon, apparently. Okay. When over 300 hours of my 1200 hour playtime with Pokemon. Okay, so I'm gonna <laughs> drop this in the general chat um so you know how it there was like this the whole it, the whole country is because of, they have lgbt plus characters in it um they decided to represent that better by giving rainbow wedding dresses as part of the um as part of the content in the pack um the image i'm going to send you is making fun of them the dresses in the photos are real the hair and makeup and the gloves of the characters that they're displayed on in this image have been done to exaggerate what people think these dresses look like um they look god awful <laughs> um oh, my god. oh oh wow <laughs> oh those, those dresses are not flattering at all Um. no they're not they're not these these dresses are real in in the game already people have been going yeah no and making their own custom versions and putting them out for people to download for when the game goes live (laughs) they're like no that looks like shit and (laughs) and, and they both do look like shit like yeah the the one that has the um the tears to it with just the the Vertical tiers with horizontal color blocks for those who can't see these images and looks god awful. There's already someone who has been like, yeah, no, and done a rain- beautiful rainbow gradient in pastels in that segment instead. Yeah. Which that looks a hundred times better. <laughs> I want to point out that's something that they could have done. But right? this, oh, yeah. this looks like, and the other one, the straight, the straight fitting dress just looks like she took a wedding top and then decided to wrap a, pl- a pride flag around her waist. Yeah, and let me that... give you the comparison of what people have done to make the dresses better themselves and are releasing yeah. for free. 
Yeah. Oh but, my god, yeah. those look good. Right. <laughs> the, the thing that really the thing that really stands out to me is those first two dresses remind me of like the first month in Animal Crossing when every single pattern was a goddamn rainbow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, this is the kind of stuff you would have done for Animal Crossing in that first month because we didn't know any better. Yeah. Um, I will take these images and they will be included in the show notes so everyone listening can see. But the difference is fucking hilarious. The yeah, difference that's, that's... is hilarious. Like, the the second set, clearly people that actually give a shit about the content and mm-hmm. actually want it to look good. The, the first set um... looks like they tattered some pride flags together into a wedding dress. The There is a... I don't believe that the it's the woman who did this specific second images dress of the um the wider ball gown but there is a woman i'm following on tiktok who has been doing that wider ball gown and doing literally every iteration of a pride flag she can think of to it and they're all beautiful soft gradients in shades of bold to light pastel she is giving you a whole bunch of different versions of them and they are beautiful nice yeah. It, so yeah, the fans once again make a better game than the Sims team themselves. Well, of that's course. why they allow fan content, so you can just make a better game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. League of Legends allows the same thing. The the real way. League of the Legends real allows way. you. League of Legends allows you to use uh, custom skins on your end. The real way to get back at EA is to download the mod known as Wicked Whims, which allows explicit sex acts in the game to liven Amen. up your gameplay. Listen, Amen. I just like the one that takes away all the freaking privacy blurs. Yes, but this one will do that and make your sim no longer a Ken doll. Yeah, at the very least. At the very least, well, shit, I have maybe seen some people do some interesting things with the new Listen, uh, maybe, stuff allowed. Maybe, if I, maybe now that I know that mod exists, I'll re-download Sims 4 so I can make the dominatrix household I always wanted. With Wicked <laughs> Whims, it would be very easy to do. It, that, Bro, it, like, you yeah. can turn <laughs> your home into your personal dominatrix strip club with yeah. functional yes! stripper poles. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it, Mel, and I'm gonna post it in the Slack channel. And now, <laughs> keep in mind that ninety percent, ninety percent of what Wicked Whims can do is dependent on the animation packs that you get, and that's the part that you spend hours going through the animations and mm-hmm. the gifs of what's mm-hmm. included. But once you get it set up, there really is, and I mean this in the strictest sense of the word, nothing you can't do in that game. Mel, mm-hmm. Mel, please. Mm-hmm. Please. Let, you're like, that sexual <laughs> harassment, which kind of, yes, not joking about yes. sexual harassment, but at the same time, Mel, I'm sorry, there's no chance. You lack a penis. <sighs> I do. You do. We've been over this. There's no chance. I, I have no penis, and yet I have a bigger dick than all the men who want re- Aloy redesigned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let, let's see, what's left? The last thing I have, oh. well, the last two things is, one, that should have been I should have rolled into the Nintendo Direct stuff, Capcom Street Fighter 6 and Fighting Collection yeah, announcements. But the, yeah, but those weren't added. Capcom just announced those out of the blue on their Twitter. Um, 
So Capcom really thinks after what they did to Street Fighter V, we won a sixth game. Um, <laughs> Street Fighter V is Have not fun. a good game. Have fun. <laughs> but I am interested mm -hmm. in that fighting collection. Like, super interested in that fighting collection. Um, what, what are they including in that? Give me one second. I have that pulled up on my phone. Oh, I had it pulled up on my phone. Uh-oh. Uh, we have the Darkstalkers series, all of the games from that. Nice. The, the Vampire Savior, like all of those, we, they are giving okay. us uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2, Turbo, Hyper Street Fighter 2, Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix, Cyberbots Full Metal Madness, Red Earth, which is the first time the game is being released outside of arcades. Yeah, okay. That's actually a good collection right there. Yeah, like, that's what comes in this. Uh, I don't think they announced a price for it. Uh, when they for announced just the Darkstalkers. It. I'd be willing to pay for the Darkstalkers alone. But this comes out on June 24th of this year. Okay. okay. And it comes out on, like, all the systems you would expect. PS4, PS5, Xbox. Yeah. Both Xboxes. <laughs> and... The Switch? Oh, it's not actually coming out for the newer Xbox and PS5. It's PS4, Xbox Boo. One, and Switch, and PC. Um, but they're also using, like, uh, rollback netcoding for their online fighting. They're adding practice Ooh. modes to games that don't have them. Um, okay. So, I'm actually interested in this. I love fighting games. Like, I do. But I'm, And I used to play them competitively. I don't anymore because I aged out, which is a real thing. Um <laughs> You, you get older, reflexes slow down, uh, I can't kick the ass of, like, an 18-year-old. Yeah, no. <laughs> because they're going to be able to react faster than me. I'm 53 years old, perfectly, perfectly aware of that one. Yeah. This is so, why we want accessibility options. Yes. So I, so, I aged out of competitive fighting games, but I still enjoy playing them. So, this is, this makes me excited, because I've spent many like late nights with my friends playing dark stalkers and uh Cyberbot. like i love those games so i'm getting Let this collection this when it comes out oh i i'm surprised i'm glad you brought it to my attention because yeah I'm, i will check this out and everybody can see them then i posted links to the tweets in our slack so we can include them in the show notes because they have trailers to go with them and I'm excited for Red Earth to come outside of uh, arcades, finally. It's about damn time. Will be interesting. Mel has no comment. She doesn't play fighting games. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but these, but I'm excited for this, so I wanted to talk about it, because it just dropped, like, yesterday at time of recording. They just awesome. announced it. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about it, because... Also, if you've never played the puzzle Street Fighter game, you need to experience this game. Like, oh, they're a hoot. The the puzzle Street Fighter games are just freaking amazing. Like, you need to experience this game. Uh, All right. But yeah, that's everything I have on those little announcements. 
last thing on the docket is the big PlayStation censorship kerfuffle. Alright, so Martha's Dead is a horror walking simulator that no one would know about if it wasn't for this. Um, for real. They have a very graphic scene in it where you... This is not spoilers for anyone if you've been following any Martha's is Dead, Martha is Dead PR. Like, trailers and that, they have shown the start of this scene. Where you remove your sister's face, I think it's supposed to be your mm -hmm. sister. It's your younger sister, yeah. 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 To wear it. That's in the official trailer marketing for this game. That is supposed to be an interactive scene. Um, and out of all of the platforms it's releasing on, Sony had an issue with that being interactive. So, to my knowledge, the scene itself is still in the game. You just don't interact right. with it. Correct. It is basically a cutscene now instead of an interactive uh, moment um, where you basically hold down a button in order to make it happen. So bizarre. We'll be covering Martha is Dead at some point. I got mm -hmm. a, I, I got so. a key for that. Um, which most means most likely I'll end up covering Martha is Dead because outside I of the censorship, interested. you do. Well, I have a PC I'm code interested. because I expressly requested one of the uncensored ones from yeah. the developer and they sent me a PC code, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well yeah. if you want to discuss so, that off the air, please do. But anyway Well wonder like Sony had an issue with that being interactive and I don't understand why the scene has to be in the game to begin with. It seems like tasteless shock value. It's tasteless, gratuitous shock value, which I understand that there are people who are going to be like, oh, but it's a horror game. It's supposed to shock you and freak you out and all that. It's like, yeah, but it has to be done well. And it feels like if I have not played the game, but if there is a purpose for this in the game, I can I am sure there was some other way the game could be written to not have to have this in there. Basically, they wanted to put it in the game because they wanted to put something fucked up in the game. I mean, whether it was in yeah. good taste or even good for the game. And, and we talked about this earlier. Like, it's possible they put this in there knowing it would be censored by somebody. So they yeah. got, would get PR out of it. I can't say that for sure. The team legitimately feels upset about the censorship. Um, I can see why. I mean, if I can play devil's project. advocate... Yeah, if I can play devil's advocate real quick, from what I understand, a lot of the themes in this one are going to deal with identity, and that's why she has, and it's a dream sequence that she removes her sister's face because of this uh, identity trauma that she's dealing with. That's one of the reasons I'm curious about it, because yes, it's this big scandal, but I'm going, but wait. I really like it, it. It's happening in modern horror movies, and I'm glad to see it come over to games. Is dealing with the actual trauma that comes along with surviving an attack, or mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. being a, being the final girl is not a triumph. And so I kind of am wondering or hoping that they will play with those types of. Uh, the trauma of identity and you know, her sister killed herself. So she's got the survivor's guilt and I'm really hoping that's what the game does. And in that, 
in that framework, I can see a nightmare sequence of you removing your sister's face being an incredible, potent imagery. But I mean, the thing that I keep coming back to in all of this is I remember in Heavy Rain where I had to cut my own fucking finger off. And that was horrific. Well, when the the censorship like literally happened when that went live i was discussing this with mel and i brought up i'm like well we had resident evil 8 which had you like get your entire fucking hand just like cut off and shit like that like we had gratuitous violence i'm like so that can't be that specifically can't be why sony got upset i really want to know the reason behind why sony specifically got upset because i don't think it's i don't think it's the gratuitous violence of the scene and i don't think it's the fact that it was interactive because we've had interactive gratuitous violence in greater in greater high def detail than what's going to be in this game yeah i don't know what the exact reasoning behind it is i have to assume there is some reason why they're sticking to their guns on this like i've seen people be like oh so it's okay for them but it's not okay for this small indie studio to do it and like if if it was like literally a case like that where it was like rules for me but not for the kind of a thing i feel like they would have reversed their decision during like this whole controversy and kerfuffle but the fact that they haven't leads me to believe that there is some reason that they are specifically like, this is not going to be something we allow. You know, yeah, something, something hinges on this scene being in the game. Yeah. There, there is something about it that like is making them stick to their guns about it. And I don't know exactly what it is. It could very well be that there is like, has the game actually released fully? Uh, no, it does. It has not released fully uh, yet. And okay, don't and don't worry, so, Mel. I didn't break embargo talking about it. There is an embargo, but I didn't mention anything in the game outside of public press. Okay, so, so we're good. <laughs> I, I don't know so why it's in there. So the fact that the fact that this game is not yet out means we can't know the full extent of what is or is not changed. It could be that this is just one of many changes that was made, and there is something deeper into the game that we don't know about that they had to cut or change or adjust. But this is the one we know about because this is the one thing that's near the beginning of the game that everyone is aware of and is assuming because... It is changed on PlayStation that this is the specific scene, but it could be something more than that. Um, and I, I just went to Steam to look up the release date, which is the twenty fourth. But the autoplay trailer, the first thing you see is the two twins facing each other. So that mm-hmm. scene is monumental as far as the producers are concerned. Yes. Yeah. And like, and so, like I said, they're they're legitimately upset about the censorship. Like yeah. the press release is legitimate, like legitimate upset, because they this is a passion project for the team that's working on this. So mm-hmm. like to be told they have to change something if they want to sell it on this platform, uh, hit them hard. But I want to uh, again, I want Sony to speak up about this and tell us why it needed to be censored. 
I would love Sony to explain. I don't think we're going to get an explanation Sony for Sony. Would Sony would never tell us, and I don't think the team knows. I don't think the I, honestly group behind Martha's dead knows why it needs to be changed. They just know it needs to be changed. Honestly, I think it would have been a better move for Sony to just be like, no, we would rather not have this on our platform at all and say no to the game instead of saying you have to change part of the game. Because yes. every platform holder does have the right to say what can and cannot be allowed on their platform. Like, there are certain games that are not allowed on Steam, and we can't say Steam is censoring those games for not allowing them on their platform. So I don't think this would be nearly as much of a censorship discussion if they had just said no take your game somewhere else so right. it's not the type of title we would have so let's talk about the merits of censorship i want to go a little bit into this i know we're running long so we don't have to spend too much time on it but like how do you guys personally feel about censorship for media i i honestly depending on the story you're trying to tell, I am one of those people that think nothing should be automatically off the table. You have to look at it as a case-by-case -case basis. Right. I, I, I fall into the same category. I also am of the belief that while you can make whatever you like, you are not necessarily owed a platform. Like, right. someone doesn't have to allow you to display whatever you've <laughs> created seducer. on their platform. Super Seducer right. comes to mind. You can yeah, make exactly. whatever you like. That doesn't mean anyone has to let you sell it to them. Like, exactly. Um, and like there are some things that can cause legitimate harm. Like I know, I know it's a stupid example, but look at the way that we've had spikes and suicide attempts around releases of Thirteen Reasons Why seasons. Yes. Like yeah. that. Like That's obviously, not a coincidence. This, like it's it's not a coincidence, and you have to be tasteful and careful in the way that you do things. And that was a show that was not careful and caused real harm. Am I saying that they should never have made it? No, I I mean I personally prefer would prefer if they hadn't, but like that they can make whatever they want. Um, it and I think part of the problem that some people aren't taking this situation so seriously is because the gaming community has a real problem understanding the concept of censorship. Yeah. Because how many times have we had a really big scandal or like people getting real upset because more clothing was put on a character? Yeah, and like... Exactly. And it's like, oh, it's being censored, it's being censored. And it's like, no, maybe the game will just sell better in North America if the 14-year-old isn't running around in just a bra and panties. It could I'm, just be, it comes this will appeal better to this market. Tifa <laughs> in the Final Fantasy VII remake comes to mind when you mention that. How, they, how people will cry in censorship because they gave Tifa realistic breasts. <laughs> um the girl still has big booba she just has a bra that would probably properly support such big booba <laughs> i say as a girl who herself has big booba <laughs> tifa just went out and got a goddamn bra and gamers couldn't handle it 
really I mean, but, like but, but like, that is it yeah but like they, yeah and people called that censorship and like as a result whenever there is something that we could say that this is legitimate censorship on sony's part it now that but because people have kicked up such a fuss about tifa no one like no one believes them when they cry censorship about this the message is muddled yeah right i, I... I don't know. I it, it's such a hard thing to do, but I I really think that when it comes to censorship, and, and I mean I know this is a horrible way of saying it, but it, like a game like this, nobody is forcing you to buy it. Nobody is forcing you to play it. I think it's a little less accessible than like a show on Netflix because pr- practically everybody has Netflix in their home at this point. Thirteen reasons why you're you're absolutely correct. That was a that was a dangerous show. It really should never have aired. I think when it comes to games, and especially some of the, I, this doesn't even have a price point, but um, some of the some of the more expensive games and some of the bigger titles, um, I I think they should be allowed to get away with stuff simply because it's a medium that the player, it, you have to choose to be exposed to it. Nobody gets accidentally exposed to Resident Evil Eight. You buy it, mm-hmm. you install it, and you play it, and you know what you're getting into. Um, I think if you were interested in Martha is Dead and you read the page at all, you would get what's going to happen. You would get that this is not a slasher film. This is something much more personal, much more. It's a psychological horror, not a, you know, not a slasher movie. So I, I think it's all there. And my thing is, is if you inform the player and you let them know the boyfriend dungeon thing comes up. I really don't want them to bubble wrap boyfriend dungeon, but saying that there are these themes, not this character does this, because those are spoilers. That's not warning your player. That's destroying the experience. But saying that these themes, X, Y, and Z, are contained in this. And most most pages down at the bottom will have a mature content description, just like Martha does, and it will tell you what the what the producers of the game want you to know you can experience in this game. And I think we need to push for more people to use that and inform the gamer versus actually calling for censorship. Well said, my sir. That's Thank actually you. that's actually <laughs> something I wanted to mention. Like playing video games is an elective medium. You're not forced to. Like, nobody's going to force you to play a game. Well, unless you're... A game reviewer. A game reviewer, (laughs) in which case sometimes you have to play things you don't really care for. We've all been there. Um... I am traumatized by Geminos, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But we've all been there. So unless you're in a position like uh, the members of this podcast where we have to experience games of different genres and whatnot. Like, you are not going to just randomly stumble into a psychological game like Martha is Dead. Like, and and Martha is Dead isn't pulling a boyfriend dungeon here. Their PR around the game has been really upfront about what type of game you're getting. Like, like they're not pulling a boyfriend dungeon or 12 minutes here with misleading PR. They I have will been say. 100% upfront with what you're getting. So if you choose to take on that experience, you chose that knowing what you were getting versus right. 
versus something. And again, like you mentioned, popularity in the medium too. Like everybody has subscription services. So I think people dealing with things like making a Netflix show need to be way, way more aware of what they're doing and what they're making and producing and way more open about warning people than a little blurb or the characters of your show showing up and giving a warning about the content they are about to witness you need more than that <laughs> oh they were no they did a psa after the episodes for 13 reasons oh after I... the episodes uh-huh. <laughs> the, the issue with 13 reasons is that the like there's um i forget what the exact name of it but there is some like big suicide prevention foundation who has outlined how you can have a suicide in your media without triggering suicidal thoughts and tendencies in others and 13 reasons why did the exact opposite of every one of their guidelines <laughs> what you're telling me that yeah. they didn't listen to professionals on the meet in the field no absolutely not um i, <laughs> I will say i while well, the creators of martha is strange have been martha not martha is, is strange Martha is dead. <laughs> Martha is I don't know dead. where that came from. Um, uh, while the creators of Martha is dead have been very upfront with the content of their game, I agree that not every game is as upfront with it as they are, which I think the problem is, is when you put the information all the way at the bottom of the page, there are people who aren't going to look, unfortunately. And there are developers who won't put that information there. And I think... Sony should have a system in place in order to be like, like when you put something in your cart, a warning pops up like, hey, just making sure the these extreme subjects are in this. Be aware of what you're purposing, purchasing like a little one second pop up that if you don't really care, you don't need to pay attention to because Sony does not refund once you have downloaded the game. Right. And in yeah. some cases, that's too late. Yeah. Especially no, I, since I a lot that. of these games download the instant you buy them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I agree with that. I, I think having a warning uh, is, like I said, as long as you don't give away the entire plot trying to warn somebody, I think that's the best we can ask for from the companies. Mm -hmm. And I, I would much rather see that become common practice than for us to start saying, well, you can include this, but not that. Right. Yeah. So... There you have it. Yep. Uh, censorship can be case-by-case -case basis. Uh, censorship isn't inherently bad. Like, at least to me. Censorship isn't inherently bad. It can be used poorly, I think, of, like, countries like Russia <laughs> that censor everything. Like, censorship I mean, can be used very I mean... poorly. I have kind of, like I saw censorship, and I'll admit that I like instantly had a knee jerk reaction to that. Yeah. Before yeah. I read deeper into what was going on exactly here. Oh yeah. Um, considering that there are some sketchy things happening with school boards banning certain books from classroom libraries and things like that right now, like. Oh um, my god, just let them be Tom Sawyer like the rest of us did growing up. God no, damn. No, no, no. It, it's oh, not I that. Know. It's not that. It's like banning things like My Shadow is Pink 
a children's book about a little boy whose shadow is pink while he even though he's a boy or um books <laughs> literally books about Rosa Parks like there is some fucked up shit or happening that, in what we're banning in kid classrooms in some places or that book that's literally like an almost an autobiography of this person's experience during the holocaust mm-hmm. like go mm-hmm. banned getting banned that kind oh, of Oh, the fact that some school harmful. districts aren't allowing Mouse, one of the most accessible me. Holocaust books for young kids, is that should be astounding to me. It really it's, it's should. excellent. Any history class that deals with, uh, I would say, 10, 13, somewhere around in there, mm-hmm. that, that should be required reading because it gives you an intimate look about what we did to other people. Mm-hmm. And we can't mm-hmm. forget that. Yeah. So, so um, but people want shit's fucked, that. yo. <laughs> shit's fucked. Censorship can be bad. Uh, we've been recording for over two hours. Yeah, we took that. So, out. congratulations to you if you've made it to the end of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate um, you sticking it out. Where can I find you guys? You can Uh-oh. find me on Twitter at B-R-I-S underscore P-I-T. I haven't been as active on there recently, but uh, I intend to change that in the coming weeks, especially as uh, I, I start ty- I'm going to start sharing phrases that Mel doesn't want me to repeat in part from the podcast. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by I am, what I said. I am not apologizing. <laughs> I am Liam, and you can find me on Twitter. That's at G Gray Muzzle. Um, I post a little bit about gaming and a lot of bit about U.S. politics. Fun! Hey, yeah. I, love, I love Liam's Twitter. I read most of the stuff he puts out. I do well, get snarky. you can find me at, at Mel Curtis, because I was a lucky-ass bitch who got my own name. <laughs> Uh, and as always the website twitter is bdg underscore uk that's where you can find information and reviews and thought from everyone on our team not just the people you hear on the podcast whenever we put one out and we'll see you there yep bye bye bye